Avengers! Hello everyone and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, as always. Joining me is the Apex legend, Jack Martin. Excelsior. Good to be back, Christian. Yes, I feel like we've said that at the beginning of most episodes lately because of the <laughs> schedules been so irregular. Uh, that is mostly my fault. Sorry, but uh, I'm happy to be here and talk to you on this 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 episode's got weird weird energy. I think going into it because of the past twenty four hours in gaming, as well as this game is beginning to be eulogized. But how are you doing? Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Yeah, I feel like um, we've our last three episodes have been Halloween, Thanksgiving, and uh, now Christmas or the holiday season. Uh, but you know that's great. Uh, I, I'm doing quite well. I actually have a. I usually don't have like external marvel stuff going on but i recently did a replay of miles morales nice for the holiday season great game uh i'm still of the opinion now definitively that i like spider-man 2018 more Hmm. i think the miles story is kind of bland like the overarching like troy baker villain stuff and like the tinkerer i don't really like all that stuff uh but miles and like Genki and all that is like fantastic so it's a really great game. Just the story itself is like fine. But where, um yeah. Where do you land on that game's length? Because I mean, Spider-Man 2 is next year. We've been kicking around some ideas. I'm sure we're going to talk about these games a lot in the future, but because uh, personally, I preferred the pacing of Miles Morales. So like if Spider-Man 2 can like tighten things up a little bit, I'd be a big fan of that, but I'm curious how you feel about the the runtime of that game. I agree. I love a good short game these days, especially. And I think that's like, what, eight hours, maybe? I think so. It's like a Call of Duty campaign <laughs> um, compared to like the usual 20 hour experience that most games are these days that are like, you know, those those types of action adventure games. So, yeah, I mean, I would love for PlayStation to do the, hey, here's our really big game in the in the franchise. And then here's like our smaller scale game. Uh-huh. And we're going to keep that cadence going so we can release more games i'm all for that i know sean Layden wanted to do that when he was in charge what a king yeah Ugh, that would have been yeah that was it man like mm-hmm. uncharted lost legacy like miles morales like those are kind of the kind of see where they were going with those yeah uh i mean speaking of playstation remember when people thought ragnarok was going to be a small game and it's like yeah. six times the length of 2018 <laughs> yes it's significantly bigger yeah but um but yeah, what, what have you been up to? Uh, just work stuff. I'm watching a lot of things on Netflix. Uh, I started rewatching The Witcher because um, the next gen version's out next week, and I enjoy the show. And Henry Cavill's got one more season, you know. So wanted to get back in there. It's still fun. It's still a very stupid, good vibes show if you like that universe. Um, and Henry Cavill, I think, does a really good job as Geralt. Um, beyond that, I watched all of Wednesday. Was a big fan of that. Um, but yeah, not much other Marvel stuff really lately. Just uh, literally everything else. A lot of DC talk going on. A lot of Star Wars stuff. But yeah, how, how does it feel to be a part of Jedi Knights, a podcast where you have a video game to look forward to? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Jack. It feels wonderful because that game looks 
wonderful. <laughs> so. It looks so fantastic. I mean, like the upgrades to now du- dual wielding lightsabers now, seemingly having a blaster at your side. It looks oh, polished, man. you know. Yeah, right. It looks like the game runs well. Yeah, it's got like a like a like a sheen to it, but like in a good way, not really how like in some instances and i love fallen order but like in some Me instances too. it's got like a a sheen of like all right you know oh yeah no i get it so. and, and fallen order i also loved and it's probably somewhere in my top 50 um but it really shouldn't be because i had so many issues with yeah. it especially like performance wise it played horribly on my base ps4 so i'm just excited for this game to run well yeah i i think I'm with you in the same amount of like adoration for that game. And I look at Spider-Man very similarly where Spider-Man got the one most important thing right the same way I think Fallen Order got the most important thing right where it's like it feels like what you want it to feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Spider-Man was like, I don't think they did really much exciting. I think they did a lot of stuff great. Fallen Order, I kind of feel similar where like I'd give both of those games like high eights. But both their sequels could be in my top 10, if I'm being real. For sure. So, excited for that. But you know what game isn't in my top 10, Jack? (laughs) What's that? Marvel's Avengers. It's in my top 10 playtime on my PS5. I know that. Like, pretty easily. I wonder. It's, like, pretty up there in the past couple generations for me, for sure. Yeah. So respect, but there's some some conversations we have to start having about this game, and they all start today. Before any of that, though, business as usual. Let's get to Fury's report. Triple uh, XP is running currently for Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That's two characters at once until December fifteenth, because Winter Soldier dropped since the last time we spoke. I haven't played him. Have you? No. And uh, there's a, a high possibility I never will, as I mentioned to you before the show. Yes. Now, I'm not going to make any definitive claims because, again, I haven't played him. But some of those attacks looked uh, familiar to me as somebody who has leveled Captain America up to 50. <laughs> Seems like a Cap clone in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So. That's too bad. Really is, but... You know, some of those guns looked cool from some of the clips I've seen, so. Yeah, I the, the guns look cool, for sure. The, the ranged aspect of his character looks fun. Cosmic Threat is the event in the game currently that is running until December 22nd. The current shipment skin in the game is for the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes' white wolf outfit, uh, described as a gift from his Wakandan allies, T'Challa and Shuri. That is going to be the shipment suit until January 6th. Uh-oh. Shipment's cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to keep rolling with it, but then, you know, I had to stop. <laughs> Sometimes you just forget about these dates and it's like, oh, yeah, something really catastrophic happened yeah. that day. Uh, little Christmas is what happened that day. Shipments cost 250 units to claim. And the marketplace is also running a special on Captain America, including a new outfit, Jack. Let me hear a little bit about this little, uh, little fit that Steve Rogers has. Yes, it's very good. This is Captain America's cell-shaded outfit, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like his classic uh, comic book appearance, and it's the cell-shaded. You know, if you played 
Batman Arkham City mm-hmm. and you messed around with the uh, animated Batman skin, that's what it looks like. It looks, it pops from the world. Like, it doesn't look like it fits in. It's very much like different animation style, but it looks pretty looks pretty great. I'm glad this exists. And honestly, I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah. To get in there. Yeah. You know. I agree. I am I'm, I'm curious if the other Avengers will get this treatment. I would like them to. I think that'd be nice, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I will say, and we've had this conversation before, I think when the uh the Fortnite event was going on, like the original Galactus one. I am so frustrated that gamers are scared of artistic choices because I wish this game just looked like this, you know? Because uh, I think that would have helped some of the technical issues if it was just stylized, you know? Speaking of Fortnite, seeing what they did with Unreal 5 with that new update is wild. Uh, Need for Speed Unbound came out recently and they implemented cel-shaded characters in a realistic world. And I think it works for that game. I was underwhelmed by like, the level of which they committed to it, but I, I, w- I just wish an Avengers game with the budget that this one had looked like that because I feel like that would have helped some of the content issues and focus of things, you know. Yeah, and you make a good point. And Avengers has never been a pretty game. Even, like, when it was first announced, everyone was like, ooh, this just does not look great. And maybe that's a lot, has a lot to do with the characters, but that's a good point. I feel like if you have a bunch of cel-shaded spider-man ultimate what was that video game ultimate spider-man yeah Yeah. looking like that i mean that would that would certainly be that'd be a that'd be a very interesting choice yeah in a in an else worlds Mm -hmm. marvel's avengers situation you also would have avoided this looks like dollar store chris evans you know Mm -hmm. um yeah because you could just have your characters look like the comic yeah characters but I understand AAA brings a big expectation and gamers don't like when things don't look like themselves in a mirror and they can see the pores on their characters. You know, that's what really brings quality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of issues with the game, this game's notable leaker, Miller, put out a big, interesting, exclusive write-up report on Xputer. Have you heard of Xputer before? No, I have not. So this was two days ago. Uh, December 7th was the last update of this article. I'm going to read a couple portions of here. I recommend reading it because Miller has done God's work with this game in terms of marketing, communication, and setting expectations. Uh but it gives us a bit of an insight into the current state of Avengers and the future or lack thereof for this game. Uh, The first thing I'd like to do is hop down a little low in this write-up to talk about something that I believe happened in our gap. Brian Wagner, who stepped in after War for Wakanda, I believe, as the game director lead for Marvel's Avengers, kind of got shoved under the rug from Crystal Dynamics because very recent tweets popped up that were uh, pretty homophobic, pretty racist, and still on Twitter. 
Um, and I, when I say recent, I mean like this was like 2020 stuff. So not a good look. I didn't realize it was that recent. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. Quite recent. Uh, so Wagner came on as the director, like I said, uh, previously worked on Marvel Heroes Omega, which is a sweet-ass game that got shut down. So I had faith because of that track record, and then, you know, we've seen how the game has progressed since then, and that it really hasn't, um, outside of a couple clone characters and the recent cloning lab drop. But uh, Miller points out that since Wagner coming on, there was that, you know, little back and forth about introducing pay-to-win scenarios of uh, time accelerants for experience bonus bonuses that you could buy. And Miller is claiming that his sources are stating that uh, Wagner's time with Crystal will end with Marvel's Avengers. So starting there, um, I think it's pretty clear that this game... Any semblance of a comeback it had rested on management, and that management was ill-equipped. Well, just horrible things to read, and it's always so baffling to me, people putting things out in the public like that, as if it's not going to come out and bite them in the ass. Like, first of all, don't be a bad person. Secondly, don't be a bad person online, because it will come back to you. So that's that's a lesson for everyone, to just watch what you post. I feel like I learned that, like, in middle school. <laughs> yeah, um, well, that's the other thing. You and I, we're young folk, you know? True. We are borderline Gen Z. Yeah. So I guess we learned we learned these skills growing up, I suppose. Yeah, I played a computer... I think I talked to, to you about this on this podcast. I played a computer game that taught me how to not get kidnapped online when I was in middle <laughs> there school. Yeah. <you> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I, I think aside, aside from that sort of more important thing, the... The other aspect of him sort of stepping down from like the the public aspect of Crystal Dynamics is he was kind of the only person really championing this game, like in a public perspective at least. So <laughs> from Crystal Dynamics, so there's really no cheerleader of this game anymore at the moment. It sure ain't us. <laughs> no, and uh, you know, not not like it was like that was you know that helpful for the game because it was it's been in a lull for quite some time so that's just another kick for this game yeah uh and in miller's write-up he also goes into talking about how crystal dynamics proprietary foundation engine which they've been using for a an incredibly long time was like falling apart at the seams with this game and pushing it for an online game, which is partly the reason we're seeing them shift to Unreal 5 for the next Tomb Raider game. Uh, This is the last game, supposedly, that Crystal will ever use their uh, proprietary engine on, which I feel like we're hearing this out of every major studio this generation, that like CD Projekt Red is moving on from Red Engine, um... I know a lot of people haven't been embracing Unreal. I know Kojima is using Decima for Death Stranding, but I did see that he's using Epic's Unreal 5 metahuman stuff for the character inserts now instead of just the the scanning they used beforehand. So, like, Unreal is everywhere. Um, So, 
you know, just lack of resources from having to onboard new people who don't know how Crystal's engine works. And then it's it just seems like this game was a, a bit too ambitious for the reality of the situation, which we kind of expected. Yeah, and, and to keep that up as a ongoing game with all that as well. Yeah, that too. Um, so when you read through this piece, what is your reaction, I guess, to some of these explanations? And what is your insight into the future? Because Miller does give us a bit of an idea about the three to five year plan. We're approaching three years, so contractually things might be, uh, you know, good to go now. But what does Jack Martin think of all this? Yeah, and do we want to get into the no plans for content in 2024 as part of this? Yeah, throw that in here as well, yeah. Yeah, so that I think is my biggest takeaway is as Miller's being told, there's no plans for content in 2024. So, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. Because I think <laughs> the alarm bells kind of rang towards the beginning of this year when there was really no communication from Crystal after Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like any sort of major updates or anything, we really didn't get until Jane. Like we got like quality of life updates and things like that nature in the spring i suppose and then jane came in the summer and then now bucky's kind of like the biggest thing well there was that mission earlier in the fall um but now bucky in the cloning lab is is the next thing so there's been like what three pieces of bigger news this year which is not great uh compared to last year um which last year was uh, yeah a deluge of content compared to this year mm-hmm. um so i think we kind of were expecting a similar trajectory in 2023 um, and, and nothing in 2024. So that, that kind of tracks. Yeah. Uh, Miller does throw in a bit of his own thoughts here as well, which kind of align where, what my view has been since the embracer purchase where embracer got crystal dynamics from the track record we've seen so far. Cause the deal officially went through in September and from the speculation angle of it, we don't know for sure, but it was assumed that the whole contractual content stuff that uh, they had left to ship that could have caused this game to be shuttered once the purchase went through had released already. And then we have this now with Bucky and Cloning Lab, which Cloning Lab was a carryover, but Bucky was never promised before that purchase. So on that front, the fact that Embracer is getting Avengers with a foundation that technically isn't solid but i feel like this is a situation where if you had the budget which embracer does you could brute force it bring on a team train them and then this is just their game they work on if embracer wanted to that is absolutely kind of maybe less work than making a new game because it's like there you don't have to wait for the production time it's just updates and new content but are they going to continue that? Like you said, he's reporting currently, his sources are saying no plans for 2024. I'm not going to hold my breath for that to change. But yeah, 
I can't say I'm surprised. But when we look at 2023, he does mention that there are a couple other things he's heard because there is that floating character of She-Hulk, which I've heard her voice lines. I listened to them, right? It was soft announced that she's coming to the game. So Miller's reporting that uh, his sources said that She-Hulk was in active development in late 2021 and shelled when Wagner came in after um, War for Wakanda and he came on. So there are a couple other characters that are in flux right now, one of them being She-Hulk. The others, I believe, are uh, Riri Williams, Shuri, and there was a fourth one, I think. I lost it. Ooh. Um, Yelena, maybe? Yeah. So again, essentially... Oh, sorry, no. Captain Marvel, Shuri, uh, Riri Williams, and She-Hulk. So... With the exception of Captain Marvel, and we did hear a lot that She-Hulk was going to be a unique character. Clones. So. I feel like... I don't even know what 2023 looks like. I feel like they could be like, you know what? We're we're backing it in. <laughs> like, Captain Marvel's on here, so maybe they ended out with not like an expansion, but her character drop and then maybe like wrap up the story. But I don't even know at this point. That seems yeah, like a lot of work for... for it, does. it doesn't seem like there's too many people working on this game. Yeah. Especially when you look at what we've gotten, right? Because there has been characters, but the characters are... Again, I'm only judging this based off of footage I've seen, not game feel. Bucky looks like a Cap clone. Jane is kind of a Thor clone. She has her own ultimates, but like and a few different animations for attacks, but, like, functionally, you're doing the same thing. Um, The only other major updates have been outfits, so, like, if you have a team of, like, designers for that, I guess that's all they've needed to get through this year. But, yeah, I... Like, a War for Wakanda-sized expansion with Captain Marvel is, I think, the thing we've always expected, but especially now is not something I see feasibly happening. No, that that seems unreasonable to expect now. Yeah, so maybe we get like a Spider-Man event quest and then a big boss fight and then a motion comic to wrap it up and that's the end. Maybe. That's that that's kind of what it seems like. So, if we even get that yeah, that's a fair point. Because like we said, 2023 is in flux. 2024 is absolutely nothing else. Uh, I did see a very funny tweet from Cameron Kennedy, one of the editors that kind of funny, say like, really great to see Avengers committing to the same amount of content in 2024 that they've been uh, doing so far. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but for, for you, fan of this game, what what's what's the feeling right now uh is it is it is it peace is it sadness where where are you at emotionally (laughs) it it does feel like a long time coming in a way where it's like you know what i kind of just want this to happen like yes you see the signs and it's like all right we need to we need to wrap this up already just because like we've had this whole year um with really nothing substantial 
um i thought like when you look back at 2021 it's like wow that year had so much uh from war for wakanda to like the event stuff which you know wasn't great but it, it was fresh at the time and not recycled and spider-man and things like that um hawkeye even like that stuff was all great and uh for well some of it was great some of it was fine um but we we just have really only gotten a couple things this year and uh it doesn't help that we haven't really heard from the team too much and we don't i think the biggest part was we didn't really know expectations for this year like we didn't get the roadmap or anything like that yep um (laughs) that paul tassie was promised at the end of 2021 yeah i was just thinking about that yeah that's that's sad so that that's kind of the biggest thing is we we haven't really known how to temper our expectations um for quite a while now so that's been tough yeah i think you went into this year the smartest right because i was very hopeful i think (laughs) back in like uh march let's say and i remember early episodes this year you were like I don't think we'll, re- we'll even really get anything this year. And I think that was the right mindset to have, even though the, we did get some cloned characters, uh, because I've, I started to get on board with you around summer of like, I don't think we're getting much. But uh, yeah, I, I've put a lot of time into this game. We've put a lot of time and energy into this show because of the game. Obviously, it existed before the game, but the, the game brought it back. Uh I'm not really sad. I'm kind. I'm kind of with you of just like yeah. Let's just, let's just wrap it up. Let's just let's finish this thing. You know. Um. To the point of, I don't have the game installed currently. Uh, I don't really have much motivation to play Bucky like you either. I do want to do the cloning lab, but like, that's like ten hours of work to get there. Yeah, and then for what? You know? A mediocre mission, probably. And then a Captain Marvel maybe expansion. Like, if if it's... Because uh, we were texting about this a little bit earlier. Like, I w- when they put out their final thing, I will be there for it. For sure. I owe them that. And they owe me that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but... Everything else in between at this point, it's like, it's not like something like, you know, Destiny, where when there's a season going on and you know, okay, at the end of the season, it's going to reset your progress in terms of, uh, like, your artifact that you get per season, like a battle pass, essentially, but, like, with actual use to it. It's like, okay, well, there's going to be a new one next season, so why would I play this one? It's like, well, they have a lot of other incentives going on where there's a really cool story they're telling or there is cool glamours for your gear or any number of reasons that will get you in there to get your incremental, I think it's like 10 points of power per season, uh, which, you know, get a new power level cap at expansions. But you could see that as pointless, but I do think they incentivize it well enough. Uh, You know, there was a really great video that Kyle Bossman did in our, our break. And it's it was centered on God of War because he saw like a, a credit in Ragnarok's credits that was called like, ah, uh, let me let me find the thing. Um, 
player investment design. Mm. And he sourced that back to a posting from Bungie for Halo Reach. And Ooh, it's a very interesting video that talks about, like, that sort of thing that Destiny did that this game chased in terms of the Diablo-ness of you're getting addicted, you want to see the numbers go up and all that stuff. So I think this game just does not have that. And we've known that for a long time. And putting characters out, knowing that there is no player investment reason, feels gross to say that because it's like, yeah, I'm being manipulated to play this game more. But at the same time, it's like, why would I if it's dead? You know? Yeah, and you mentioned this, like, not having that sort of framework that Destiny or other games like that have. And it's very true. Like, there's no, there's no, like, horde mode. There's no PvP mode that makes even a game like Apex Legends, which for a while was just, you know, Battle Royale. And same with Fortnite. Um, you're doing the same thing, but each match is so drastically different from the last that it's new every time you jump into it. And you're running down the same hallways doing the same exact missions over and over again in Marvel's Avengers, where you don't have, like, even a horde mode we've talked about would have gone so far. Um, I'm not sure how PvP would have worked in this, but even, you know, that that idea would have made this game add, added, like, such a dynamic layer to it, um, which it just never ended up having. Yeah, if you want a good Marvel uh, multiplayer PvP experience, I would say play Fortnite, where they have characters True. and some items that give you those characters' abilities, and then you can just fight each other. Like, it's out there. I just think that was always beyond this game's scope and almost every way you look at it. Like, if there were to be a new Marvel ARPG, because that's what this is, it's diablo over the shoulder in terms of what you're playing this game for which is loot and gear if there was a new one announced in a week right i would be excited for it because i do think a marvel arpg can work and avengers had all the makings to make it work and it did for a bit but yeah it just feels really mismanaged when you look back at it i think for sure um but we were crazy enough to host a podcast about this game for two years so yes it worked in some regard for listeners the podcast is not ending if this game shits out no we got other marvel stuff to talk about like i said there's plenty of games plenty of mcu in the pipeline you know that thing's never gonna stop so imagine a you know excelsior 1.0 yeah if you will exactly 2019 yeah 3.0 so uh, any other thoughts on Avengers? Uh, I'm sure we will continue to report on the sinking ship as it slowly sinks. But no, this it just makes so much sense. <laughs> if if this is a report and it's like there's so much cooking up in 2023 and 2024, I would be very surprised. But this just, yep, makes sense to me. If if Miller came out and the tone was the opposite, being like, there's so much coming, would you be excited? I wouldn't know how to feel. I'd feel very conflicted. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd be excited. <laughs> like, because it's been so long yeah. since War for Wakanda, which I would say is like the last great thing. Spider-Man I like in the game, but War for Wakanda was really impressive, I think, comparatively. Mm-hmm. If yeah. there was nothing since then, and then they're like, wait till you see what's coming in a year, 
I ask what is the point, I think, you know. No, you're right. You're right. But that's it for Marvel's Avengers this week. Uh, we'll see if anything develops in the future. I'm curious if they make a statement in the coming weeks, but I don't see why they would. But we'll see what the future holds. Meanwhile, though, give it up for a great Marvel game. What an award last night. Marvel Snap. Best mobile game at the Game Awards 2022. Congratulations. Well-deserved. What else was it going up against? That is a good question. Um, Nothing of repute. No, okay. I, <laughs> I, I honestly I th- don't Oh, Diablo Immortal. Diablo Immortal was on there. Was that the one everyone was furious about like years ago? Yeah, the you guys have phones, don't you? Like oh, that thing. That's so funny. Yeah. But and that then, ended up being a good game, apparently. I think it depends on who you ask, because I think I I listened to uh, the Friends Per Second episode about Diablo Immortal, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about, they were like, it's good up until a certain point, and then it turns into the the worst monetized nightmare you've ever seen in your life. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, Marvel Snap, shout out for having a good monetization setup to it. Admittedly, I haven't played it really much since the last time we talked about it. But uh, it's one of my favorite experiences I've had this year, personally. Yeah. I, I, so. I also really have not played it all too much. Like, I've played it cumulatively, like, maybe one to two hours. But it's great, and I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And they've been making a lot of strides to weed out whatever small monetization issues there were like they announced they're going to add like a bunch of new cards that are going to be completely free for people to get and i think they already did add a bunch so yeah marvel snap game to watch you know in the future for sure and i just love how there can be so many different types of marvel games like you got fortnite (laughs) which is like you know the action figures marvel game and you got Mm -hmm. your card game in marvel snap uh it's great I agree. And speaking of, another Marvel game has released since the last time we spoke, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I think we talked about impressions on the last episode because I listened to Greg Miller's and he was down on it. So I was expecting that this was going to be a a stinker. And then I guess he was in the minority because people are saying that this is a 10 out of 10. It's a game of the year contender for them. It's fantastic what what's your your vibe on this i know strategy is not really your bag when it comes to gaming but you've seen a lot of these impressions like i have right yes i this is not something i'm gonna pick up anytime soon i will certainly check it out if it eventually comes to like game pass or Mm -hmm. ps plus or something like that um it's not my type of genre so that's kind of what is pushing me away from it um i was very surprised though when this and callisto protocol came out like that same day and the reviews yeah. were like completely the opposite of what i was expecting and i was a very confused consumer because <laughs> i was going to get callisto protocol and then i got like mixed to negative reviews and it was not planning on getting this game and still i'm not and it got like mixed to positive reviews so it was a weird day on december 2nd I don't think I've ever had a faster uh, 
180 on a game in my life than Callisto Protocol. Yeah, that was a big nope. Yeah, which is quite unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, Midnight Suns, I'm with you. Uh, I like strategy games. And from conversations I've had with a friend of mine who works in game dev, uh, he's very much into the game. And I asked him, because he put a ton of time in already, I was like, hey, I don't like cards. I'm not the Slay the Spire guy. What I still like this. And he said that similar to what happened with Neon White earlier this year, where I was initially turned off by that game because it's like, oh, you use cards to like do your stuff. It's kind of just a way of presenting it. Like it, it does not feel deck buildery, which was my big concern. So yeah, I intend on picking this up and checking it out. Eventually, I'm not in a huge rush to. I think probably a, a nice sale I'll check it out. Yeah. But like you said, feels good that Marvel can explore a bunch of different genres and it can work out. For sure. It would be really boring if every game was third-person action. Yeah. You should uh, send that memo over to uh, Jim Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> there are some other things going on in... The world of Marvel outside of games. Uh, I'll start with this because it's just really an announcement. Uh, 12 13, Sacred Day, birthday of Taylor Swift and oh. my lovely girlfriend. Um, Spider Verse 2 footage releasing, teased with a picture. Are you excited for this? Very excited. Very excited. Especially like there's so much news about, and we've already seen in previous trailers, of the animation just being like yeah. completely off the chain in this movie mm -hmm. as if it wasn't already in the previous movie, but they're yeah. going to go like through so many different dimensions and things like that. Multiverses, if you will. And that will present new art styles. So, Oh man, I'm just excited for the treat of the visual treat of the trailer. Honestly, I agree. It's going to also just be very comfortable to, I think go back to a movie theater and sit down and watch miles you oh. know i love miles that's gonna be a great time very comforting character and last time yeah. as i've uh, described probably many times on the show i was like falling asleep uh in the theater when i saw spider verse for the first time so i'm excited to be awake hopefully when mm -hmm. this movie eventually comes out next year yeah i'm quite excited for it and we will get to see some footage of it pretty soon but you know we did get to see footage of yeah what's that via ccxp which i think is a brazilian comic con i think that's the letters for the ussr though actually is it no <laughs> it's cccp oh okay i'm just fucking with you man you could have told me anything right there and i would have believed you <laughs> uh there was uh, Disney pulled up to this thing kind of just out of nowhere on my radar. This was like how CinemaCon started out <laughs> right a while ago. Um, but we got a new trailer. First official trailer for the public, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes. What do you think of this trailer? It's a great trailer. It makes me nervous. It makes me very nervous because... yeah. Someone's probably going to die. At least one person. And it's probably Rocket. Yeah. Um, the cynic in me says they will kill the most expensive actor who is Chris Pratt in that case. Mm -hmm. um, now, 
strictly talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, love Star-Lord, Peter Quill, one of my favorite characters in the MCU. That would be very sad. If any of them die, I'm going to be sad. I cried in that trailer, honestly. It got me. Mainly because of that tone that you're talking about of like, yeah, this is... Uh... I mean, the trailer, I think, literally says like, face the music, right? Mm-hmm. So, so at least one person's dying. Um, I think they want you to think Rocket, and I think Rocket's a fair guess uh, because it looks like this is a Rocket-centric story where you see flashbacks to him, you see him getting a friend. I think the rumor for a while ago was that he was getting a love interest and it was an animal who was, you know, mutated like him. So it makes sense that it would be Rocket. <coughs> Excuse me. I also think Dave Batista is probably asking to be killed like Harrison Ford was for Han Solo, <laughs> yeah. if I'm being honest. Um, so. I, I think it'd be fantastic. It seems like they're all kind of like done with the Guardians at this point. Like not in a bad way, just being like, you know what? We've done our thing. Um, it'd be great if they can just walk off into the sunset. And I think that would be pretty fitting for the Guardians, honestly. Yeah, I do too. Um, because they've gone through a lot. It's both of them are at like the top of my personal MC ranking because I love them so much. I, uh, and th- they are Infinity War for me in a lot of ways. So for this one specifically, I have a lot of expectations for it that I think will be delivered. It's just I trust James Gunn ending this because i don't think he's failed me with these characters so far i don't know if you feel differently i know i like volume two a lot more than you do but no i i like volume two i think it's a little self-indulgent in the james gunness of things um that's that's kind of my only thing with it it's a little little too much um Mm -hmm. but there have been movies since that i think are far worse in that (laughs) regard like love and thunder uh in my opinion is like wow taika really made a tech movie but um no i i love guardians of the galaxy i think this has a really great shot of being uh perhaps the best trilogy in the mcu yeah i think it is that title to lose for guardians honestly like it feels like it should just be a slam dunk um because it, it it has a lot of the charm and like the bit with drax like throwing the ball at the kid was funny you know um, but it very clearly, as we've talked about, is setting up something emotional. Gamora's here. It looks like they might be treating it like a lovers with amnesia sort of thing, which is probably going to be sad, but yeah, I'm excited. It's next May after Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is it, where does it fall on your most anticipated for Marvel currently? I would say pretty high. It's this, um, then Ant-Man, I would say. Trying to think of what's even next year. The Marvels? Uh Uh-huh. I'm blanking. I don't know what shows are next year. Loki? Is Loki next year? Mm, That sounds right. I would say this is probably, this would probably be number one. Of all the things that are coming out next year, at least. Yeah, I agree. Um... It's. It, I think this will feel like it's marking an end of an era, similar to Endgame did, 
where a lot of the core elements of the MCU are just going to be gone, right? Because for the longest time, I always looked at it as the MCU were, were two things. It was the Avengers and the Guardians. And Avengers are kind of around still, but like, I'm sure they're going to try and repurpose something with like Adam Warlock. And I know Palm Clementif did an interview recently and said, um, it's not like they're viewing it as like, oh, we're all done, but like, it's going to be different for sure after this. So I'm sure the name Guardians of the Galaxy will stick around. Yeah. But it's the same way the Avengers are sticking around, you know? Definitely. So, but yeah, Adam Warlock was in here. What do you think of that? I don't quite know how to feel about Adam Warlock yet. He, I don't think he looks really good, in my opinion, so far. He he literally just looks like that actor was spray, paint, spray painted with gold. So, I yeah. mean, that, that's all we can really go off right now. So that's kind of where I'm at. What about you? I mean, none of the, the gold people in 2 looked good, no. right? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm a kind of in a similar boat. I think it's going to be fun to see Will Poulter, because uh, I only know him from comedic stuff, so it looks like he's playing an antagonist to some degree, so I'm curious to see when that switch gets flipped, because I imagine he's going to be on the team by the end or something, but, um, yeah, if this is a passing of the torch in a way to sort of him picking up as a leader, that could be interesting, but, Yeah. Gonna be gonna be a, a emotional theater experience for sure next May. Yeah, definitely. Well, are there any th- other thoughts you have about Guardians Three, the state of the MCU, the state of the Guardians moving forward? I'm excited for Phase Five to kick off pretty soon with Ant Man, and then this, like that. Those are those are pretty back to back big movies coming up. So. We'll have a nice holiday break here and then pick up with Ant-Man in February, right? Yeah, because we're kind of in a Marvel down season currently, right? Like, there's nothing Yeah. for a bit. I mean, it's weird because I feel like the off seasons in the past have been super long and now it's like a month and a half, kind of, you know? But I think we were in des- um, desperate need of a, a break from Marvel. Oh, yeah, big time. I... I, if you'll allow a tangent quickly, I was sick. I'm still getting over it. I didn't have coffee for a week. I had a big iced coffee from Dunkin' my first day. I was feeling good. That was a mistake. (laughs) It was also the day that the Avatar impressions came out from press. And then the internet was reeling from that because they were like, how can this be good? And I was just like on TikTok, I was getting people being like, I'm so upset because this movie's good apparently. And I was like... I don't understand why people doubt James Cameron. And I was up until like 4 a.m. because of this caffeine jack. Oh, man. And I was reading some Cameron stuff. And I was like, you know, maybe I stopped watching Marvel after Guardians 3 so religiously because I'm tired. <laughs> and then I woke up the next day. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I got to rewatch that Avatar. In fact, I might do it oh, after you do. we record. Oh, Jack, please do. I don't, I don't know if you're going to like the way I feel about that movie. I don't care because at least you're going to give it a shot. Yeah. That's all I can ask. And I'm sure as a fellow enjoyer of blockbusters, mm-hmm. you will see 
the influence this thing had, and how it surprisingly holds up in a few ways. It's not. I'm not saying it's like the greatest movie ever no, made, no. you know. But like, I I think there's some merit there, you know. No, I get it. I also want to rewatch Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. I want to see that movie again. The last time I saw Titanic was on two VHS tapes. Yeah, so. I I've seen that brick before. I think it's in this house somewhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's so funny. But anyway, that's it for Excelsior this week. Uh, Jack, where can the agents of Excelsior find you? Sure, you can follow me on Twitter at FascinatedJack. Hey, that's still around, which is nice. Yeah. Um, in some ways. some ways, it's pretty horrible. Uh, but that's where you can follow me. We have our Arkham Knight long play club completed. And I believe that's out. Is that that's out, Christian, right? I am putting it out this weekend. So by the time you're listening to this, it should be either out or out within 24 hours. There you go. We uh, we certainly have opinions on that game. So you can check that out soon on YouTube.com slash JoeClicks. But what about you, Christian? Sure, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2. You can find the show on YouTube.com slash JoeClicks alongside the Long Play Club in its podcast feed the uh the playlist for each individual show you can find there if you want on audio services you can find it in the description of every episode on youtube or go to spotify apple Podcasts, google play wherever you get your podcasts look up excelsior marvel's avengers podcast or joy clicks you will find us rating and reviewing is an easy way to help the show if you enjoy it and if you want to support the show further you can do so by going to patreon.com slash joy clicks at the one in five dollar tiers much like aaron easton and jose garcia you can get producer credit on every show we produce at the $5 tier. So thank you very much. And that is Excelsior. We'll be back with something to talk about because it's not going to be Avengers in the rest of this year. I can tell you that much. Ooh, maybe, <laughs> but, maybe a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday discussion. Yeah, yeah. We got to do an episode on that for sure. That would be fitting. Absolutely. Until then, though, Excelsior. Excelsior.